0: Genuinely can't tell if that's good. G'day, it's Aiden Jones. You listen to Sitting Under a Tree for Tuesday, the 13th of February, 2024. Mate, I just had a bad set. But in a good way. I I uh, I went on stage just now, well like a couple of hours ago in St. Kilda. And I just have had a very frustrating day because I'm trying to sell tickets to um, my Brisbane show next week on Thursday, which, by the way, if you're in Brisbane, come to the show. Yeah, that'd be nice on the 22nd. And um, I think I'm just realising like and with this new concept for a show also comes like a new approach for marketing, you know, because I'm trying to go for a different audience, I guess. and I don't really fucking know, but, um, you know, I'm trying to, I just spent all day today going through, fuck, you know what? Oh, wait, I want to pause the pause. i all pauses two weeks in a row. Fucking he's losing his commitment. Oh, and I just came in real hot there as well, didn't I? A lot louder than the, okay, well, do you know, fucking maybe have a sip of tea. Oh, that's pretty spicy, that one. <sighs> so, as I was saying, Brisbane. I'm trying to message. It's been a hot day, you know, so that's hard. And then I just spent the day trying to message fucking, um, like, piano people, like, pianists. Trying to find pianists, piano teachers. I mean, like, there's directories of piano teachers with like literally just their phone numbers. But that feels like (laughs) I don't know if I'm just gonna message some random person's phone number. I don't want to do that. Hey, I got your phone number (laughs) off a fucking piano teacher directory. I'm not looking for lessons, but I would like you to come and watch me do stand up comedy. (laughs) It's just like how fucking invasive is that? Oh God! I mean, I don't know. Maybe I could do it right. Hey, I uh, I I got your number because you're a piano teacher. Uh, I'm a comedian and I have a show where I play classical piano and do stand up comedy. And I'm just I thought that you might be interested, and so I would love to offer you. Some cheap tickets. (laughs) God. Oh, man. I just want to get the fucking show next week full. If I can get that show full and have a hot show and, um, you know, record it and then use that recording to like, what do you call it? to then, like, like break it up to make ads, you know? And then I can u- do ads. Like, my next thing is, like, okay, I'll, I've got the show in Adelaide on whatever the date is that the show is in Adelaide. Let me check so I can promote it, yeah? On the 20th of April in Adelaide. My next thing is, like, once I do the Brisbane show, okay, let me cut up the footage quickly, make it into ads, and then... Maybe like three or four weeks out, you know, get the ads going for Adelaide and see if I can build up a little bit more momentum and some excitement among people in Adelaide and piano people specifically. I just, whatever, this is this is it, right? I, I mean, I've just talked for fucking four minutes about nothing, but I've been just thinking about this all day. And I I just was messaging people and not getting many replies and it's been hard and uh, I had two gigs tonight and at some point in the day, I didn't get to play piano today, which was annoying, but I knew I had to write some jokes so I sat down and tried to write some jokes and then I felt tired, you know. And I didn't do any fucking writing. And so I went to my first gig and I came out with half an idea for the first bit, which I kind of fumbled my way through and you know it might be okay and then the second bit i went with this story that just had absolutely no point that story that i told last week about the guy on my birthday getting on the bus and then just ending up in colac and it it was just bad man there was no point to the story and i just at one point i was just like you know (laughs) like what's he doing in colac you know what i mean (laughs) and i fucking promised myself before i went up that i wasn't going to make reference to how i was doing and i broke the fucking promise and i just you know i got to the end of that i ran out of steam with that bit and i was just like i think it's pretty clear that i didn't write anything and it's just like aiden of don't do that that's not You know, but that just comes from a place of wanting them to know that I know that it's not going well. It's insecurity and I, yeah, I should have been a bit... So I would like to make a decision in the future that doesn't involve doing that where I just start talking about something else or I try and keep talking about that thing or, yeah, maybe I try and just start talking about something else but without going, hey, that didn't go very well, you know, like because that's uncomfortable. Anyway, so that was the first gig and that was bad in a bad way that was bad in a way that was a disappointment to myself but i had another gig and i show up at the second gig and i do that first bit that was the first idea it was pretty funny the idea is um i think my problem with lord of the rings is that the ring of power is supposed to be a metaphor for ultimate power but in the movie and in the book the way that that metaphor is acted out is it just makes you invisible, but it's like, it could be ultimate power. If it was up to me, maybe I would like a ring that makes you able to forgive your parents. You know, like when my mom, that's the punchline. Then here's the little thing. When my mom, when I stay at my mom's place over Christmas and she's like, I open the fridge and she's not even in the same room. She's like in another room. But she hears me open the fridge and she's like, what are you looking for? Are you looking for the cheese? <laughs> That's a good act out, right? The cheese in on the bottom shelf. Aiden, the che- it's on the bottom. Yeah. Just get it. Are you looking for that? No. You're looking for the lettuce. What do you want? When she does that, you know, and I want to go, shut the fuck up. But I have the ring in my pocket, so I just put my finger in the ring and it allows me to be like, Thank you, Mom. <laughs> that's funny. that's funny yeah i I think that might I don't know. We'll see if it's a good bit. I'll try it, but it worked it worked both times um so I do that on stage at the second gig, and then I was like, maybe I just the the idea was. Or the, the premise is I hate that everything is always trying to make me feel bad because it does, it feels like the whole world is always just trying to make you feel bad. It feels like everything in the world is trying to get your attention but not in a positive way because the negative feelings are stronger than the positive feelings. But then the example, I used one example and then the second example, I went to be like the protests, you know, and I just taught, I don't even, I didn't really say anything. I just talked about the protests. I was like, I'm annoyed at the protests. They're annoying, you know. And it used to be Ukraine, and now and then it was a voice to Parliament, and now it's Palestine. And in each time, nothing happened. You know, people go out and protest, and I'm just trying to get a fucking ice cream, and there's people protesting, and it's annoying. Um, and it sucks because all these kids are going to die anyway, whether we protest or not. You know, I don't know. I don't really know what I was trying to say. You know what? Let me try and say what I was trying to say now. I think what I'm trying to say is, I think that the people are right. I agree with what they're protesting. You know, that children are being killed in Gaza, and that's bad. I don't think anyone could disagree with that. I really, I really don't. I think if you disagree with that, you're just a crazy person. <laughs> the kids are dying. Anything, anything past that, you know, why? Well, there's no why. They're just, they're dying and that's bad. But um, notwithstanding the fact that I agree with, you know, what they're protesting, the problem I have with it is that it's annoying, regardless of whether I agree or not. I mean, the whole point of protest is that it is annoying. It's supposed to be annoying. The tactic is let's get into where the most people are and get the most people there and disrupt things and be annoying and non-violent, but like disrupt the normal flow of the day, you know? Um, and in that way, draw attention to the political cause that we're trying to draw attention to. That's the point of protest. So it's supposed to be annoying and it's working. And that's great. I mean, it's not working. It's not changing anything, but it's working in that it's, it's doing what it's, you know, it's being annoying. But it's still annoying. Like, I hate it. I hate, you know, I just want to go into the city and have a a cup of coffee on a Saturday morning and just have it be nice because the city's beautiful. And then there's just, like, thousands of people walking down the streets. And, like, they've got being annoying down to such a fine art. Like, the person on the thing, they're like, free, free, Palestine. And they say that, but then the way they change their voice is really annoying. Like one time they'll go like, free, free Palestine. And then they'll do that a few times. And then they'll go like, free, free Palestine. (laughs) And then they'll start to run out of steam and you're like, oh, thank God they're going to stop. And then it's like, they give it to someone else. and the next person's like, free, free Palestine. And I'm just like, shut up <laughs> You're so annoying Oh, you know, but probably not as annoying as Like being shot in the face as a nine-year-old kid or whatever I'd say that would be more annoying So, you know, there is a perspective to it <sighs> Anyway, I did my set and, you know, it didn't go well but I made some joke about how a lady was hugging a pillow in a way that was offering her comfort through the <laughs> discomfort of me bombing. <laughs> um, and then um, and then this like lady that was in the crowd, this German lady, who had apparently been annoying the whole show. I wasn't there. Stood up and was just like she stood up and she was like, just to be clear, not funny. <laughs> and I, I wish I had had the I, I, you know, I was just like, thank you for offering your, your opinion, and uh, you know, I'm very grateful. Thank you. I just played that. I played it straight. I was like, thank you very much. Thank you. Yes. Um. And she said some other stuff about how I misunderstand the point of protest, whatever. And then she left. But I wish I had had the presence of mind to just be like, you know what? You're right. It's not funny. Um, and you, but like the fact that you, like, I don't even know what I said. To be honest, when I was talking, I was like, I don't, all I have right now is just a feeling. I don't even have any kind of coherent thoughts or words on it. I just feel annoyed in the direction of the protests. So I didn't think that I'd said anything. I just think I'd said the words protest, Gaza, Ukraine, annoying, you know. But the fact that she was able to take some kind of meaning out of what I said and be annoyed at it means that I might have been making more sense than I thought which actually means that her being annoyed is really helpful. So thank you. I wish I'd had the presence of mind to say that, but, you know, I didn't. And here I am saying it on my podcast two hours later, like a coward. It felt really exciting to do that set because that feels like something that you're not allowed to say, but it's also something that I really believe. Like I've had conversations with people that's just like, yeah, I agree with all the stuff that they're doing, but it's also just really annoying. I had this other thought, that it feels like some people just need something to fight against. Maybe I've talked about this on the pod before, but years ago, I took acid at the Tate Modern and uh, I saw a video of all these people protesting and people going to war and soldiers. It was just like a video projected onto the wall. And it was all these different types of people fighting, fighting, and it was like, you know, people fighting authority people fighting in, from the position of authority against people fighting authority, and military encounters, it was just fighting. And I just remember having the thought, some people just need something to fight against. And it's like, isn't it great that we have war for that reason? Because if, at least if we have war, we go, all right, all the fighting is happening over there. And look, it is obviously awful that it happens near people's homes because people live everywhere. There's no way that people don't live unfortunately so you know for some people it's really awful but for me it's great because all the people who are inclined to pick up a gun and go try and kill people they do that way away from my house <laughs> if you want to pick a gum of a gun and go kill people man take it out there you know I'd rather it not be... I I would rather there be protests in the city than people with guns in the city. How about that? I'd rather there be nothing in the city. I'd rather... (laughs) I'd rather just be able to go get a coffee. But failing that, it goes... In order of preference, it goes quiet, protest, war. (laughs) That's, uh, yeah, if I could be in charge of, you know, the order of things That could be allowed to be in the city or fuck whatever, you know what I mean Oi, oi, oi So yeah, free, free Palestine (laughs) They just sound so fucking dumb Go to a market You know there's people out there making beautiful clay cigarette holders and they want you to buy them and they're just sitting there waiting for someone to buy them and you're in the city screaming at the state library with fucking twenty dollars burning a hole in your pocket. Go buy. <laughs> Go buy some fucking soap, man. There's out someone out there in a in a car park in Campbellwell sitting under a marquee, desperate for you to come and buy. Some, a fucking dream catcher. <laughs> 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 oh my God. <laughs> I had the best Sunday this weekend. I had a beautiful Sunday. I did the gig in Geelong at my friend's house in her backyard. And, uh, oh my God, it was so funny. So my friend, uh, and her husband and their They got their three kids and uh, I drive to Geelong. I get there for the gig and um, one of her kids, the kids are like six and seven and eight years old. One of the kids, he has got a broken arm, this kid. He's just a loose cannon. (laughs) And he runs out to the car and I was trying to just stay in the car because I was wearing shorts because I've been driving all day and hanging out or whatever i don't know i'd been hanging out i hadn't been driving all day i had been hanging out it it was a hot day and so i'm wearing shorts and i was like well i'm going to change into pants maybe i'll change into pants in the car and then this kid comes running up to the car and he's got like a clear plastic plastic container and he's like money for the poor (laughs) it's just money for the poor and i'm like all right man go away i'm trying to change into my clothes and he's like money for the poor and he just opens the door i'm like oh f- fucking hell so i'm like oh, i guess i'll get out and just walk in in my shorts and look like a piece of shit and i walk into the place and then they've got a whole desk set up where they're taking money i didn't realize they were taking entry fees and they're like you got to pay 10 to the other kids are there and they're like you got to pay 10 bucks we're doing a concert for Aiden Jones tonight and I was like, I'm Aiden Jones. And they're like, No, you're not. <laughs> um, and they didn't believe that it was me, but it was. And then we set the piano up and they were running around and they were all excited. It was just they were excited. The kids were excited. Their parents were telling me like the day before. They were like, We're having a concert tomorrow night. We're having a concert. It was so sick and they like you know had all their friends round and they made food and they were all having a nice time and then i got there and i i put on a show in their backyard i did my trial and it went well i have some more ideas in the last few days i've been sitting with it and i've i think i've realized that rather the way that i did it this time was i played the i played the sections of the piece after the intro section which is like maybe 15 minutes which is very cohesive and flowing really well I uh, I then I would like play a bit of the piece and explain it and what was going on musically and then just kind of transition a hard transition into a story but I think rather than do that like the next few weeks or whenever I get to open mics I want to take my piano again and I'm going to work on the oh my god I'm going to work on um, like the first bit with the music, with the analysis and then really linking the emotion in that to the emotion of the first bit. Like the first bit's going to be about how I shaved my head because I was anxious about losing my hair and being bold and... I'll link that to the underlying tension that's at the, like, you know, really far in the background of the first section. And I'll link those two together so that it kind of draws out the meaning a little bit more than what I did on Saturday night. I'm excited. It was great. It was great. It was a lovely show. Everyone was really cool. A couple bits bombed. Um a few of the bits went really well. The middle section has gotten a lot tighter, which is great. I forgot some bits, which is good, because that means I've got more time than what I thought. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good show. So the next one's on the 22nd, and I need to get people to that fucking show. Maybe on Friday I'll try some more. I'll probably end up comping half the room out, and, you know, that's a part of it as well. I just want that room to be full and busy so that I can... Get some good footage. I mean, it doesn't need to be full and busy, whatever. If it's not, it'll still be good footage, but it'd be great if it was and there was a real buzz in the room. That would be lovely for me. Anyway, so I did the show Saturday night and then I drove to my mate's place in Anglesey and stayed there. And then I did not get up early. I I slept in till like 8.30, 9 o'clock. And then my mate's wife of the place that I was staying with. She was up and she offered me breakfast. I had breakfast and a coffee and then my mate showed up because he was doing a tour that day. So he was passing through and we had a coffee together and then I went down to the Anglesey surf shop and I hired a surfboard. Like I said, I've been saying I was going to do it and I'd started to fear that I actually wasn't going to do it and that I was going to fail and I just... It would have been a complete failure of a weekend had I not done that that's very dramatic Aiden would it have been a failure of a weekend you just said that you made progress on your show and you had a really nice night on Saturday night well that's how I feel those are my emotions um I hired the surfboard and a wetsuit I don't even think I needed to hire the wetsuit to be honest I'm not sure anyway I'll get a medium nah you know what I will I'll hire the wetsuit every time Maybe there's more like I was thinking to just go out in like shorts and a shirt, but maybe there's something to the wetsuit that it helps you be like slick in the water and yeah, it would, hey, help you paddle faster, all that kind of shit. I'll get a medium wetsuit next time. Anyway, I was out there for like two hours surfing. I stood up on a few waves. The surf was great. I got a longer board. I got like an eight foot board, which made it way easier. Um... But I stood up on a few waves. I had a few like nice rides. I didn't cut in. I didn't, you know, do the turning thing. But um, I I noticed myself learning stuff. And obviously because I'm so early into surfing, I'm going to learn shit a lot quicker. And on this particular time, it was so hot and it was so busy out there. There were so many people out there. So I got to kind of watch what a lot of people were doing, which was really cool. And I noticed people like waiting for their wave and then paddling early. I noticed one person start paddling really early for a wave and then they caught the wave and I was like, "All right." Because I think for a while I was just out there frantically trying to like, you know, like um just every wave that I saw being like I got to catch that, I got to catch that and they weren't even really breaking. And then I got into this one area where they were all breaking. And I caught a few and then I realized how far across the beach I drifted. And then I was like, oh, the current is taking me in that direction across the beach. So I've got to paddle back across to then get to, you know, so I can paddle out rather than paddling out through the white water. i got to paddle out through where they're not breaking so that I can get to where they are breaking and then catch a few waves in that way. And I noticed like i I've got to be a bit patient pick the wave that I'm going to take. And then when I pick it, start paddling, turn and start paddling early. And sometimes I'd pick the wrong wave and it wouldn't break and I wouldn't get one. But sometimes I would get it and I'd get it at the right time and it would pick me up. And then once you're on the wave, that's the most exciting bit because it's like, all right, all of the shit that I've been, you know, this is what I've been waiting for. And you get one chance to like stand up and then you try and stand up and then you try and ride the wave a bit. Oh, yeah, man. So cool. So um, that was a good, I believe they call it a session. (laughs) That was a great time. And I'm so keen to go back out there. And I'm a little bit annoyed that my birthday is this weekend, my party on Sunday. Because if it wasn't, I'd be fucking hiring a car again and going back out there on the waves. That's 100% what I'd be doing. Just going for another surf, man. It was so sick. You know what? I would even just go down for the day. I'd even just wake up. I think the surf shop opens at like 9.30. I'd probably just fucking get up at like seven drive down you know have a have a coffee sit in the cafe eat some food whatever when the surf shop opens at 9 30 grab a board head out there go and like grab a couple hours surf then go somewhere have lunch then go back have another surf and then take the board back to the place and then go home that's the go i reckon one day Wetsuit, surfboard, 40 bucks, bonza. Yeah, man. Oh, I was so sick. I want to surf a bunch when I go next week after I'm in Brisbane and then I'm in the Gold Coast. I don't know if you've heard of a little thing called The Surfer's Paradise. I want to fucking go down there and hire a surfboard. And uh, that Brisbane show is gonna be the last show that I ever do because I'm gonna fucking drown in the waves. <laughs> Mmm. Mm. All right. Um. So, what else? Going to talk about marketing's hard. Bombed talking about Palestine. I've been keeping a little secret from you guys, and I can tell you now because it's not happening. I was going to go to LA. I met this lovely lady on tour, um, in January, and you know we had a nice time, um, and oh yeah, I don't know. Ah, whatever, she lives in LA and I was going to go and see her in LA and for the last few weeks, like I'd really planned, you know I want to do it um, and I was looking at, like I'd set time aside I'd taken the time off of work I was going to go for a week and my thoughts were just like we had kind of both established that that's what we wanted that we wanted to see each other and it would have been really nice and the time that we spent together when we were, when she was in Australia was really nice. Um, and so I was like, okay, I'll go, you know, and really I was going, I wanted to go, but it was also felt special that she wanted me to go. Um, I'm trying not to reveal too much about her because this is, you know, me, but I would, it's, I'm being very, I feel like I'm being vague enough. Um, But I thought about it a bunch more and I was just like, as much as it would be nice to go there, and the way that I was framing it for myself and I said to her is I'm like, I see this as like a date. That's the kind of emotional level that I feel like we're at. We're about to go on a date. But the difference is is that I'm coming to LA to go on the date, you know, and we're going to go on a date for like a week. But also... I've never been to America before and that's been a big thing for me. So that'll be really cool. This is a nice excuse for me to go to America. It won't cost that much money. It'll probably be like two grand for the week. She said I could stay with her. All of this stuff. Great. But I started to think about it more and I was like, first of all, on the count of America, I want to go to America, yes, but I want to go to New York. That's where I really actually want to go to. And I feel like going to L.A., and being like, that's good enough, that's kind of like, you know, that's America, it's not, I've done that my whole life, man, you know, gone to the place where there has like been a bit of a path kind of smoothed for me, because someone's over there who I know, or there's some kind of opportunity, and it's close enough to what I want, kind of, and so I go there, and it's great, but it's not the thing that I want, and I just, I know, the thing that I want I want to go to New York that's what I want that's what I've always wanted and going to LA as great as it would have been it's not New York and then I was just thinking about the money you know and like that book that I read 4,000 weeks talking about how when you accept that you're going to die one day and that you only have a finite amount of time you also then understand that you have to choose not only between things that you want and things that you don't want. You have to choose between things that you really, really want and things that you want to a kind of medium level. And going to New York is a top priority for me. I know that I want it. I need, I need to do it before the end of this year and I'm fucking going to, I'm going to keep saving up money. Like LA, even if it costs two grand, that's, all the money that I've saved, what week are we in of the year? I can fucking tell, I'll keep, you know, my savings at the moment. I haven't saved, I'm paying off the loan, but I've done one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, seven. I've done seven, eight on Thursday, it'll be eight. On Thursday, I will have put two grand back into my loan and all of that would have just been wiped out straight away going to this, going to LA and that's fine, you know, but it just wasn't, it's fine if that's a top priority, but it's not a top priority. And, you know, relationship wise with women, like she was really nice and maybe we could have had something nice. I don't know. There's no way for us to know, but I'm not trying to prioritize a maybe right now, you know, when I'm sure, I can just meet someone who lives in Melbourne or maybe not meet someone who lives in Melbourne. And in that case, just not meet someone and just be single for a bit. And that's okay as well. I don't need to be with someone, you know? And it just, the more I thought about it and when I was surfing and then when I drove back to Melbourne, the more I thought about it, the more I was just like, why am I spending two grand to do this? It just seems very frivolous. And to achieve your long-term large life goals takes a bit of planning takes a bit of sacrifice and dare I say it some reining in of certain frivolities so I I messaged her and I said hey I'm really sorry I'm not going to come and she completely understood and she was so kind she said I want you to go to New York you have to go to New York I absolutely agree with you you're absolutely right yes So, um, that was a cool thing. I think that was a cool choice that I made for myself and no one else. Because yeah, my two main goals right now, my, my number one goal for this year is to go to New York. And then my number one goal for the next like two years is to record another great special and, uh, I'm on track to get my debt paid off by August and I'm going to fucking do it. And once that debt's paid off, then uh, I can think about, I probably will take a loan to go to New York, you know, and I'll go to New York for two, three weeks maybe and I'll spend a bunch of cash knowing that I now have the ability to pay that money off but I just have to go. And then for next year, it's like learn about this marketing the marketing the new show, you know, make my mistakes now, marketing these trials, because they're not just trials for the material, they're trials for the marketing, and they're trials for the approach of how I'm going to fill the room and sell tickets and everything, um, so that then when next year rolls around, I'm really ready to do something great with this show, anyway, um, I've got a song for you guys to listen to, what's the, what's the, what's, uh, bombing, mm. That's a good little double entendre. That's the title for this week's podcast, Bombing. Oh, yeah. Because it's like I bombed the gig, but also there's bombs going off in Gaza. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I don't, it feels like you guys aren't getting it. It really feels like you guys aren't getting it. So it's not my fault that I had have to explain it. Maybe if you guys were not so fucking stupid. Um, the picture for this week. Oh, I've got a few nice things to say. Um. My friend who sent me that um, letter, the reply to him, because he came to my place and left his jumper here and I sent him his jumper and a magnet and he sent me a magnet back and said, I'm keen to see what you do with it. And then I bought a disposable camera and took photos of his magnet in various places. And that was in like December or November or some shit, but it's taken me ages to get them, you know, developed and then... (laughs) Finish the camera, get them developed and then they get sent to me as a file and so I went to Kmart and had them printed in their little printer and it's taken, you know, all of three months, something like that. I got them printed and I sent them to him today, a selection of the photos and one of them and the best photo I took, it is just stunning. It's going to be the photo for this week and you know what? I'm not even going to deep dream it this week, it's just too beautiful, it's uh, someone's house, on one Sunday, I was riding my bike uh, through Carlton on my way home, maybe up Rathdown Street, and it was, you know, early summer, November, December, and there's just this house in full bloom, and I don't know what that fucking tree is, but it's got pink blossoms on this tree right front and center in the middle of their house and i saw it and i rode past it and i turned around rode back stood in front of it got the camera out and took a photo and it's just a perfect day the cloud there's like one fluffy cloud in the sky all the flowers oh my god it's just incredible that's going to be the photo for this week and the title of the podcast is going to be bombing (laughs) Do you get it? Because it's like a juxtaposition. Do you get it? Oh, I don't know. I don't know with you guys. I don't know, man. Um, what was the other thing I was going to say? I've got a song for you to listen to at the end of the pod this week. It is called Dorothy. Let me just ch- double check that. I'm pretty sure it's called Dorothy. Man, i mean listen listening to Taylor Swift. She got time, fucking person of the year. Whatever that means. Um, it's a great interview that they did with her. One of my friends is coming to Melbourne this week and she's going to be here for my party and she's also going to the errors tour. And I'm, you know, after getting swept up in Taylor Fever, I'm actually really excited for her. it. Sounds like a really singular cultural moment and I'm stoked that she's going to be a part of that. Anyway, <laughs> um, I got this song Dorothy by Dr. John <coughs> in my searching for people to go to my show in Brisbane I stumbled across a guy who had a video on YouTube of him explaining various um styles of uh, New Orleans jazz piano and one of the songs that he played I just loved so I looked it up and it's this song Dorothy by Dr John and it's uh apparently written yeah. for this guy's mother now well that's what's the other title for the song it's called like Dorothy, song for mother, Dr. John. Let's have a look. Yeah, aka, song for mother. Yeah. So he wrote it for his mum. And it's just beautiful, man. I've had it in my head all week, this fucking song. So here it is. Uh, it's probably the intro is playing now or pretty soon. I hope you enjoy it. And, and that's it from me. Thank you, guys. Very much for listening and Aiden Jones sitting under a tree. Peace!